Our gospel lesson for this morning comes from the Gospel of Matthew, beginning in the 13th chapter at the first verse. That same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea. Such great crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat there while the whole crowd stood on the beach. And Jesus told them many things in parables, saying, Listen, a sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seeds fell on the path. And the birds came and ate them up. Other seeds fell on rocky ground where they did not have much soil. And they sprang up quickly since there was no depth of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched. And since they had no root, they withered away. Other seeds fell among the thorns and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil and brought forth grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. Let anyone who has ears listen. Later, Jesus is with his disciples and they ask him for an explanation of that parable, and this is what he says Hear then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away that that is sown in the heart. That is what was sown on the path. As for what is sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet such a person has no root but endures only for a while. And when trouble or persecution arises on account of the word, that person immediately falls away. As for what was sown among the thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but the cares of the world and the lure of wealth choke the word, and it yields nothing. But as for what was sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and yields, in one case, a hundredfold, in another, sixty, and in another, thirty. The word of the Lord. Let us pray. Holy and gracious God, we know that sometimes we are the hard path, and your seed cannot get through to our souls. We know that sometimes we are the rocky soil, and our faith is so thin, it cannot take root. And sometimes each one of us is that seed that falls on the soil that is choked by the cares of the world. And sometimes, sometimes, each of us is that receptive soil in which your word takes root. And our lives are filled with meaning. 
and with love and with joy. Open our hearts now that we may be receptive to that which you need to tell us. And may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. In the second grade, we did this wonderful science experiment, and maybe you've done it with second graders. We took a lima bean and put it in a paper towel and dampened the paper towel and put the paper towel inside a plastic bag, a sandwich bag, and taped that to the window in the sunlight. And we left it overnight. And when we came to class the next day, there was a little root coming out of the lima bean. Magic. And we went home and we went to sleep and we came to class the next day and there were actual roots, real spread out roots from that lima bean in the paper towel. And we went home and we slept overnight and we came back the next day and there was a stem starting to grow out of the lima bean. Magic. A miracle. What wondrous work of growth from our God. We can see it happen. In the surveys that we have taken at church, and I know that many of you have just come from the church assessment tool, but this is not the first time that our congregation has taken a survey in which there has been a yearning discovered for deeper spirituality and spiritual growth. This has been coming out for more than a year. And so when your worship team gathered last June, we knew we needed to begin to address this in worship. And so we proposed and are bringing to you a spirit, a season of growing in spiritual abundance. Five weeks of digging down into spirituality and spiritual growth. And when we talk about spirituality and this desire to grow, we wish that spiritual growth was like that lima bean, where we could see it. We would say our prayers at night, and in the morning, we would feel the roots of God's love. And, and then we could look inside our souls and know that that spirit was growing out from the seeds of God's love and taking root in our heart. And we wish that when we woke up the next morning, we could feel the stems of that love working in our lives, that we could see it. But when we talk about spirituality, we are talking about a world that we cannot see. The world of the spirit. A different reality. The unseen. 
And this is what some call the sacred more. More than what is visible. More than the material reality that we know through science and like that lima bean. But this is not quantifiable. It is mysterious. It is a layer, a dimension of reality that is charged with energy and power and life-giving good. Now, once we were taught that this was something that you just had to know in your head and accept. Even when it didn't make sense, that is what faith was, the acceptance that somehow God was up in heaven in this spiritual realm. And sometimes God came down on earth and intervened in our lives And we just had to trust it enough and believe it enough. And if we believed it hard enough, then we could go to that spiritual realm up in heaven. Then, for many people, that spirituality just stopped working. Some say that it died. That spirituality died on the killing fields of the world wars or in the gas chambers of the Holocaust that it just didn't work anymore for there to be a supernatural God who would come down and save some but not others it no longer made sense Besides, we couldn't see it. In church, we hung on to this God and this spirituality. But God moved ahead. God moved ahead to capture us in mystery. God is here among us, with us. We have fallen from heaven to be caught in the net of divine grace at which we can only be in wonder and in awe. We are spiritual beings. In all times, in all cultures, there is something inside of us that longs to connect to that more that transcendence of time and space, of purpose and meaning that is beyond us. Yes, that we are part of. It is a basic Presbyterian belief in life and in death. We belong to God. We need to be connected to that spiritual more. So when we talk about spirituality and spiritual growth, it's good to go back to basics, to the beginning, 
For in the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, the earth was a formless void, and the Ruach, the Spirit, the breath, the wind of God hovered over the deep and brought forth creation. That breath spoke, let there be light, and there was light, goodness out of the Holy Spirit, life-giving Spirit. And we learn in the next chapter of Genesis that God took some dirt, some soil, and breathed into it and created humanity. Soil infused with God's breath of life. Why we are such spiritual human beings, why we need that river of life always flowing through us. It is who we are. Now, when we talk about spiritual growth, we have to be careful what we are asking for because God has a habit of pouring out God's spirit on people and people not being so happy about that. There are a lot of prophets who wish God had kept God's Holy Spirit to God's self. Jeremiah did not like being a prophet for God. Jeremiah would have done almost anything to say, take your spirit away from me. I do not want to say these things to people. The Spirit of God falls on people, and God says, I have put my Spirit upon him or her to bring forth justice to the nations. The call for justice is an incredibly spiritual call. The yearning to give comfort is an incredibly spiritual call. That desire, that call to make things better. That is the Holy Spirit at work in your life. There are the gifts of the Spirit, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding. We pray this for each child that we baptize, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge and the awe and wonder of God. We know that the spiritual gifts of singing and teaching and healing and praying And that the Spirit prays through us in sighs too deep for words. In Galatians, there's a list of the fruits of the Spirit. The Spirit produces in us those Spirit, the fruits that are on that tree that is planted by the streams of water. Love, joy, peace, patience. Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. I think that when we talk about spirituality in our culture today, we are talking about those gifts of love and joy and peace. And I think that's because we live in such a culture of anxiety and fear. We've got to have that 
peace that grounds us. We talk here about being centered in the love of God. Another way to say it is to be grounded in the love of God. To be more grounded in love and joy and peace and kindness. And for our congregation, knowing that in relationship with one another, A spiritual teacher of the day, Diana Butler Bass, has written a book entitled Grounded, Finding God in the World, a Spiritual Revolution. We are experiencing that spiritual revolution. The God up in heaven is down on earth, here among us, in us, through us now. We are rediscovering what the church long ago and what cultures and faith traditions have known all along, that God is not far away and removed from us, only to come down once in a while, but God is here on the ground. And even in the ground, all the world is infused with the sacred, and we know it because we've experienced it. Maybe we haven't had the word spirituality to put with it, but we have nonetheless known these transcendent moments and power of holiness in our lives. It may have happened in prayer. It may have happened in your garden when you were digging in the dirt, like the sower. You will not be surprised that when I go to the National Gallery and I'm in the uh, gallery of the Impressionists and I stand before the Cezannes, I feel the Spirit of God. I know that there is holiness in that place because that's where my spirit connects to that beauty and that creativity. It is life-affirming for me in my spirituality. You have your own spirituality of the things that speak to you and connect you to God. When I am in that gallery, I can only be there for so long because the spiritual power is unbearable. It's like we can only look at God for so long and be able to survive. Where is that for you? Is it in prayer? For some, it is at the Kennedy Center. For some, it is at the beach. And this is all real and all good You have known it in the birth of a child. You have experienced it maybe even in a time of death. Or even in the lima bean. You're getting your worth of lima beans today. What a God we have. God is like a little kid who's gotten into the grass seed. And this little kid tries to plant it in the driveway. And the little kid tries to plant it in the rock garden. And the little kid throws some of the grass seed into the weeds, into the woods. And some of the seed actually gets on the yard. 
God is abundantly among us in God's love. If we can experience the divine in our daily lives, why come to church? We know we need each other. We know we need to knit together, to pray together, to work together, to struggle in our daily lives together. We long for those relationships more than we long for almost anything else at that sh this church. Why do we come to church? Because here, there is good soil. In the church, the soil is at least 2,000 years deep. The word of God has been planted in the soil, the saints' hearts, in the early fathers and mothers, and all of the pastors and all of the people for 2,000 years. Life is in the deep soil. So in the next few weeks, we are going to dig down into that soil into this tradition of faith. We are going to dig down and look at the ways in which our tradition over thousands of years have learned to grow in the Spirit of God. We will look down and dig down into worship and singing and giving and praying, we will dig deep. The seeds of God's love are in us. The streams of living water are already flowing through us. We are trees planted by the streams of God's love. And in God's mercy and mystery, we will grow and continue to bear good fruit. Amen.